as Murrah was praying there, I've been thinking about um, this passage this morning. Um, this isn't what I'm going to share, but I feel like we need to be reminded of this. On a morning, on, on a weekend, when things just go a little bit topsy-turvy, uh, and for someone like me who you know, is fanatic in the attic, planner, everything goes the way it's supposed to do, that can bring a lack of peace in the, in the moment. Uh, but last night, and then this morning again, I felt God just remind me of these words from Psalm 2. And the context of this is that, you know, whenever the, the nations are conspiring, whenever it seems like the enemy is having a foothold and he's trying to stop what God is doing, what he wants to do here this morning in your heart, an enemy tries to, we're not going to give him um, a foothold in this and we're not going to talk about him too much. What I want to talk about is what God does whenever he sees that happening. This is it here. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. I just have this picture of, like, God's there in heaven, and he's like, is that the best you've got? Do you think that, you know, power cutting out, do you think, like, sickness can stop what I want to do in people's hearts? No. <laughs> he's laughing and he's saying and reminding the enemy of the power that he carries and the authority that he carries so that his church, you and I, the body of believers, when he begins to do and work in that, not even the gates of hell can prevail against that. Nothing can stop him. And we need to be reminded of that. I felt God just saying in the last few weeks that he's wanting to stir up Within us, a restoration of our awe and wonder. The majesty and the magnitude of who he is. And yet at the same time, he calls us his friends. The one who created the sun with a little pinhead of energy that would come from that would explode this earth with all the energy that comes with it. And yet he's sitting here, right beside you now, living within you through the Holy Spirit, saying, I just want to meet with you. I'm happy you're here. So I just want to remind us that. Let's posture our hearts. Let's just allow the peace of heaven to settle over the room. Um, So yeah, some of you know the last few weeks or the last few months have just been a bit of a journey. Myself, personally, there's been moments of vulnerability that I've shared with you around that. But right now, and, and, and I say that not, not to boast in myself, but to boast in him. That there's just such sweet intimacy with God that's available for us. And I'm just getting a little taste of it at the moment in ways that is just, oh, man, I tell you, it just purifies your heart. But you know the beautiful thing about that is he wants that for each and every one of us. That's not just something that's reserved for one of us. He desires that relationship. And I want to talk to you about something that, um, and I hope you can give me some grace in this, because this is just something he's been speaking to me about for the last two days. And when Andy said last night about not being well, I felt, well, you know what? During the week, I didn't get to, to NLC, but I heard this phrase about leading and teaching from your transforming self. And sometimes we think we need to have it transformed, like we have it all sorted, and then we lead from there. But i got to say to you, I'm learning 
around this stuff. I'm exploring this. And what I'm sharing this morning is just coming from the overflow of what God's been doing in my heart. I hope that everything is sound in what I'm saying, uh, but please give me some grace in it. Um, so there's, there's some Bibles around the room. I'd love you just to open up to um, a, a passage of Scripture called Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. I know we're going through the book of Acts, but God has just been camping me out in this book. Um, it's, a, it's a strange book in a way because, you know, sometimes when you read it, some of the stuff is tough to understand. Some of it can seem a little bit negative, but actually in the middle of it all, there's just this gold. There's this wisdom that we need to be able to plug into and to allow it to filter into each and every one of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, In verse 12, uh, at the minute, chapter 3, let's turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. In verse 12, it says this, uh, Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Yet no one, sorry, verse 11, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Grace, please. I'm serious. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. No one. Do you get that? No one can fathom his mind. And yet we try to work it all out in here and we try to read these scriptures here. And I'm not saying it's not good to learn and to try and seek more knowledge. It is, okay. But we need to learn to be content to be in the places where we just don't understand them. But we trust in them anyway. That's faith. That to me is faith. And so when we read through Ecclesiastes, I think God's calling us into, he's calling me into, and I'd love to call you into a place of contentment in him. A place of contentment in him. To go back a little bit in chapter 3, the first eight verses. I just want to read those out, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to intentionally read these slowly. Because I want you to just let them settle in your heart. Okay? The title of this chapter is A Time for Everything. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 through 8. There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love 
and a time to hate. That's not hating people. That's like hating things. It's like we hate that there's poverty across the city. We hate that there's kids going to sleep at night in broken homes, not knowing that they're loved. We hate the fact that there are kids right now in schools who are funneling into prison because they're being excluded from school. We hate the fact that there are mental health epidemics right across our city. That's what he means when he's saying that. Not we have the opportunity to say, oh, well, he said to hate. Well, we can hate people. No, we can't. We hate what he hates. There's a time for war and a time for peace. See, God has a time for everything. And the word that he's been teaching me a lot around is something that we don't talk about a lot in church, but it's seasons of life, cycles of life, times in our life. Because I don't know about you, but whenever you... For me, that when when I met Jesus for the first time, it was like this, you know, the spiritual high, and you think you can take on the world, and you're receiving fresh knowledge from Scripture and words from everywhere, and it just feels like this moment of yes, come on, we can take on the world. And we teach this to our our kids. We teach our young people. We take them from one high. Um, energy event to another high energy event teaching them that the the, the main thing because we want to build foundations in their life is we, that, that the main thing is that you have this massive 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 encounter with God and you stay there forever and the truth is life isn't really like that is it because if you read that passage there are some tough seasons there are some great seasons There are some okay and indifferent seasons. But we need to recognize that. Because we're living with this expectation that actually it's just, whoa, hi, come all the time, wham, bam. And there are moments like that. But there's also the tough moments where we grow and we mature. In our faith. We're actually going deeper in our faith in that. Romans 8, 28 says this. And we know in all things. Like all things. God works for the good of those who love them. Like all things. Even the, the, the tough times. Even the mistakes. Even the brilliant times. God is working at it. What? For the good of those who love them. And I get right now. For some of you. That might feel like. I just don't feel that. Stop talking about that. I was there. Okay. There was a time, the first time this was given to me, the result was I threw our pastor at the time out of our house. I said, I don't need that. I know that. I don't feel it in here. Just back off and give me some time. But you know what I've come to learn over the years? Look, a lot of you have been journeying this faith a lot longer than me, so you'll know this. But I'm not expecting you just to accept that, to have that instantaneous feeling. But what I have realized is this. Even when I can't fathom it, even when I can't understand it, even when I don't really feel it, it doesn't change it as being truth. Okay? You've got to get that. It doesn't change it from being true. Because his word says that God cannot lie. So therefore, if that has been spoken and it's part of his word, it's truth. 
My theology, what I understand, cannot be shaped by my experience or how I'm feeling at that time. I have to take truth and let that filter into our hearts. And I challenge you in that. In all things, he's working for good. See, that's where we begin to just see a little bit of hope when we choose to trust in that. And I feel, actually, uh, I think this is for someone, because I printed this already for myself, but I want to give it away. This is that same passage, Romans 8, 26 to 28, but it's in the message. This is powerful, and it's for someone. Cool. And I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. Come to me at the end. Um, Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside, helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our pregnant condition and he keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that in every detail of our lives, of love for God is worked into something good. He is working in the waiting. I feel the words of that song. Um, Your plans are still to prosper. You have not forgotten us you're with us in the fire and the flood you're faithful forever perfect in love you're sovereign over us I get that declare it even when you don't feel like it you know if you have to do it like this through gritted teeth declare it anyway because in that moment you're choosing to posture your heart in truth and not your circumstances something that doesn't change and something that does because our circumstances change our seasons change i want to talk to you about that really quickly I've, i don't have a sermon on this but i'm just going to share again what god's been teaching me there may be more seasons than what we think you know a spring summer autumn winter i, I don't know there might be more seasons they got in our spiritual life i'm just going to talk on them all right ah spring See, spring is the moment when we all, you know, like that's the new life. That's the moment that we meet with Jesus. And this new life in him begins. And, and seasons are recurrent. Seasons are cyclical. We'll come back to that. But, you know, we have seasons in our lives where there's just signs of new life. It's a spring season where buds are blossoming, where there's a reawakening. Life is, is, is being restored. And in this season, spiritually, it feels like God is throwing life in all directions at you. There's promises, there's words, there's dreams, there's visions. Life is being thrown at you. And even some of your old promises that have been spoken over you or been given to you in the past, they begin to come back to life. And what I want to say to you is in that season, it's okay to enjoy that. It's okay to enjoy that. Just let that filter in. Allow his goodness, allow life to filter in. But Understand this, it's for a season. It's for a season, and we'll see why. But it's for a season. And no matter what ecosystems or what trellises or what rules of life you have, they will help you to remain your eyes on him through the seasons, but the seasons change. Okay, so spring, it's all about that. Summertime, that's when these promises, these words, these opportunities, they all come to maturity and we begin to see fruit and there's harvests. 
harvest of fruit. But God, show me something. You've got to remember that in the life cycle of plants or life cycle of crops, they don't bear all the fruit that is possible within them in one year or in one season. So just learn to be content with what God is doing in that moment. In those moments where everything just seems to become a fruition, be content. Don't try to do it all. Don't try to please everyone. Don't try to be everything to everyone. Just allow God to bring fruit. Because when he brings the fruit, it lasts. Not when we try to uh, manipulate growth. It doesn't work. I, like, I'm, I'm talking a lot about plants and creation and stuff on this. And, and I don't know, maybe it's because I've been reading a lot about um, just Francis of Assisi. And he talks a lot about you know, learning from nature and learning from creation. But I think there's a biblical precedent in it. As Jesus talks, John 15, he talks about like the vine and the branches and abiding in the vine. He talks about the fig trees. You know, it's just all over scripture. So I believe it's biblical. And so we can learn things from that. And so the word that I felt in summer seasons is this word of growth. You know, it's not just about the harvest, but there's massive growth that happens in that time. And for growth to happen in plants and crops, we need this process called photosynthesis. And so some of you teachers will keep me writing this, but I think off the top of my head, I've got this right. Adam Johnson's looking at me. Oh! Right? Because see, sometimes when we look back, on summers in the past, okay, physically summers, I mean, we think that they're a little bit better than they were because we, we remember the good moments in them. And that happens in the summer moments of our lives spiritually. We think it was all good, but actually in the moment God's been doing stuff. Sometimes it was quite difficult, but it's all to enable growth. And we need to be aware of that. So photosynthesis, it needs sunlight. You know what happens when the sunlight comes? It gets hot. So sometimes God has to turn up the temperature a little bit. Is this thing going to crack? Oh, it's got 19 stone on it. Whoa. Not good. He has to turn up the heat. And sometimes he does that spiritually in our lives and we get uncomfortable and we retreat. Just embrace it. Let God do what he's doing. He's purifying. He's refining. That's what happens in the refining process. Next, um, in the photosynthesis, they need water. And sometimes in the summer seasons, like we're crying out for rain. I know we used to as farmers, we need the rain. Bring the rain, Lord. And sometimes that comes naturally, or sometimes we had the water. It'd be the same in your gardens. But it all comes from the same place up there in the skies. I felt God saying to me, and I want to release this to you. Remember that when those blessings come, because that's what rain is a sign of. It's a sign of blessings. When the blessings come in those summer seasons, yeah, it's partly to do with maybe what you stepped into, but ultimately it's with him. They come from him. And to reinforce that, the, the plants also need enzymes and chlorophyll, because that helps to absorb the light and to catalyze the reaction. Again, that's Holy Spirit does that, not us. You know, we can't work ourselves into a frenzy. You can, but it'll not bear fruit that lasts. Just allow Holy Spirit to do it. And then finally, it takes in carbon dioxide, which to us seems like not a good gas, something that's not good for the atmosphere, something that's not good for us. And yet, through the process, oxygen is released. And I felt God saying in this moment, around this stuff, that in the seasons or summer, when we are growing, sometimes there are things that are meant for evil that God will turn into good. 
just like Joseph. So there are things that could be happening in your life right now that the enemy means for bad, for evil. But when you allow Holy Spirit, when you allow the light, when you embrace your season, God can turn those into good and the fruit that lasts when when you abide in him. Remember John 15, abide, rest in him. So summers are great. I love summer personally. It's my favorite. But then as we come into autumn, what happens physically in the autumn time? You know, like the trees and the plants and everything has given their fruit away. The harvest has come. The seeds have been planted. And sometimes it's just life begins to look a little bit bare. Begins to feel a little bit depleted, vulnerable. The leaves fall, the nights get darker. Sometimes we can feel lonely. And in our spiritual seasons, in these moments, we begin to panic. What's going on? Oh, but I I was doing this for you, Lord, and now nothing seems to be happening. Oh, I'm just beginning to feel a little bit lonely. I, I, I feel vulnerable. Like I've got nothing left to give. Am I losing my faith? Am I losing my passion? What's going on here? Lord, have you left me? I don't feel you. All those questions in the autumn season. But you know what the autumn is doing? It's preparing us for winter time. And winter time is a season where sometimes we think about the bleakness. No life, all that sort of stuff. But winter is actually a really good season because it's a season of rest. It's a season of hiddenness. It's a season of being pruned to enable fruit to come in the springtime. And you know what? John 15 says this. That even those who are bearing loads of fruit, even the branches that are really fruitful, will be pruned back. There has to be. It has to happen in our lives. When it begins to come into your life, don't think that it's because of something that you've done. Sometimes maybe it is, right? But mostly it's God is working in that because he wants to see you more fruitful. In the winter time, plants become more, um, they can persevere for longer. They're, they become uh, they're able to persevere in, in uh, harsh conditions. Endurance is built in. And my granddad used to tell me this, and I, I'm going to take it as gospel, that actually in the winter time, the roots are being strengthened. So when we saw all those, um, all those fields that we had, the roots are actually being strengthened of those plants. And that's what God's doing in our winter seasons, where we think nothing's happening. It's so cold. God's left me in that last season and now I'm just here. God's actually more present than he's ever been. And he's right there and he's strengthening your foundations. He's strengthening your root systems. And we can have hope because it's not all bleak. Because springtime is coming. Springtime is coming because we need to remember this. Seasons don't last forever. Hear me on that. Seasons do not last forever. Even in the bleakest, coldest, midwinters, spring's coming. And you might see maybe like a little extension. Sometimes you see a freak snowstorm in the middle of summer. You know what? They only last for a season. They only last for a while. And like Ecclesiastes said, there's a time for everything. 
Just embrace the moment. Because if you think that it's all about being here, spiritual high, spiritual high, spiritual high, getting whacked under the Holy Spirit, and I just leave feeling so good, you're setting yourself up with false expectations. As God says, there will be tough times, but I'm still there. I'm still working. I'm still alongside you. I haven't left you. I'm still a good father. I'm still for you. I have still chosen you. We are just not finished the process yet. Life will return. It doesn't last forever. And I think some of you, I wrote this first the other day, and I think this is for you as well. Someone here needs to hear Habakkuk 2 verse 3. Because it says in that, that though the vision seems far off, wait for it. Wait for it. Right now, some of you feel like this is never ending. Wait for it. It's coming. Wait for it. Take that verse and hold tight to it. Because breakthrough is coming. This is what John Mark Comer talked about this week, about endurance fueled by hope. These are the moments that endurance fueled by hope. We, we, we love that scripture, you know, and we, and we want all the, the beautiful things to be said about us, but endurance costs. Endurance costs. But guess what? Jesus has already paid the bill for it. So there's an inheritance for you here of hope. Where are we at now? Where are we going to go next? <laughs> yes, thanks. So. So, yeah, two things as we come into land. And I think God wants to just minister to some of our hearts. Um, seasons are cyclical, cyclical. I don't know how you say it. It happens. They happen more than once, okay? And the reason that it happens, get this. Now, I think I really like this. This Tim Keller talks about this. That um, there are sometimes we have to go through the same things in life. As moments just to just for God to measure how much we've grown in those times. So to give you an example, when a tree we used to have apple trees in our farm, and uh, like if I just sat looking at that apple tree all day, all the time, I probably wouldn't see it growing. What I had to do was I had to walk away from it, come back, and we would measure the trunk, we would measure the branches, and what would happen is we would see growth. It's the same where your kids, you know, whenever Eden comes home every time and Sophie to their grannies. Like, if they just sat watching them, they wouldn't see them grow. But every time they're back, they measure them and they see growth. That's what God does sometimes. And I can't figure it out. And you know what? I don't need to figure it out. I know that that means sometimes we have to go through the same stuff again and again and again. But while I'm learning a little bit, and this is, you know, a good way to posture your heart in that is, what are you trying to teach me in this? It's not everyone else's fault. It's not your fault. You're trying to teach me something in this. So just come, Holy Spirit. Reveal to me. Help me to accept that. As I said, feel free to disagree with me, but I think it's good. Sounds biblical to me. Lastly, transition well between your seasons. Oh, this is really important. Because sometimes... We're in one season and we begin to experience the breakthrough of the following season. And what we want is we want to be there already. We want to be there already. You know what Paul says? I have learned to be content in all circumstances. So even in the difficult times. And I get, I don't mean to be flippant about this. I get it. I get how tough life is. But God has contentment. He has peace. 
He has joy that's not a happy, clappy joy, but it's a joy down in here that can't be stolen, cannot be taken from you when you pursue and transition well. Or the other thing about transition is that we, we still look back to the previous season. You know, we've maybe had a great springtime and now it's summer and I'm going through all this stuff, but I want to go back to that time where you were just speaking, 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 new life, new life, new life. Be content with what God's doing in the summertime. Don't want to go back. The only time that you need to look backwards is for one example would be if you've had a really long, hard winter and you're in summer and you're still feeling the effects of that. You know that there are some really good people who are trained to be able to help you through that. For the long, hard winters, when you can't move on, there are some people out there who are fantastic at helping you to transition well. And whether that means you need to be brave and honest and say, I need some help, then do it. Otherwise, every time that season comes back, you're going to feel the effects of that. So there are counsellors, there are debrief, there are therapists out there who can help us through. And it's great. Don't sit there and think, oh, I'm just waiting for God to... He can do miraculous right away, but he also wants to help us in the after effects of that. It's not a, it's not a either or, it's a both and. Miraculous followed by transition and well. So I wanna, would you stand with me? Because I feel God wants to just minister to our hearts in this. Yeah. Holy Spirit, just come Holy Spirit. And again, I say this, if, if you're here for the first time and you know, you're wondering what's all this life with Jesus about, I want to tell you something. Look, there are some difficult seasons, but Jesus is great. I wouldn't have any other life but apart life with him. So if you're here and you want that relationship with Jesus, do not leave here. Don't leave here without chatting to someone. You know, Step into that bravery. But what we're going to do now is we're just going to posture our hearts. And if you haven't done this ever before, there's nothing overly freaky about it. You don't have to do it. God's still going to work anyway. But I just love you as a sign of what's going on within you. Just to, just to bow your head and posture your hands out in front of you like this. Like you're ready to receive something. So I feel that God wants to just relieve. He wants to re- you to receive. He wants to bring hope. He, yeah, that word hope that we've talked about so much in the last few months. If you want hope, would you just ask him for it in your heart right now? Just lift your hands out in front of you. I'm going to pray. You just agree with me silently in your heart. Lord, we thank you that you give hope that endures. All right, now it doesn't feel like that. But we want to feel it. We want to sense it. We want to be in a, in a position where we can rest, rest in you and your promises. And so would you just begin to release hope? over everyone right now who just needs a little bit of hope, even just a mustard size um, thing of hope, seed of hope, that's it, yes. Seed of hope, that can grow, that can multiply. So just begin, mustard seeds right now, just falling afresh, falling afresh. Thank you, Holy Spirit, just keep giving, just keep giving. This is the reason why the enemy tried to interrupt this morning, because hope is breaking through. Hope is being dealt, like Andy said a few weeks ago, hope is being dealt in the room right now. Holy Spirit, just begin to release hope. Even if you don't feel like it, just continue to receive. Just receive, receive, receive. Lord, I thank you for those who are going through seasons right now where life is happening. We celebrate with them, Lord. We celebrate what you're releasing. We celebrate what you're doing. And we just pray contentment in that season to enjoy. For those who are in the summer seasons, 
and having to go through some stuff that is a little bit difficult. And But you're bringing growth, having to be content right now, Holy Spirit. But Lord, I pray right now for those who are just beginning to come into the autumn season. I feel a little bit bare, like life is beginning to drop away. Your insecurity is there. Would you just release reassurance over the room? Reassurance in Jesus' name. Reassurance in Jesus' name. Reassurance. It's okay, I've got you. I feel like this is what the Father wants to say. I'm here with you. I never left you. And I'll never leave you. That's my promise. That is my decree. So just hold on to me right now. We're going to see this through. We're going to see this through. Father, release hope. Release hope. Come, restore joy. Deep, deep, deep contentment. Father, for those who are in the winters right now, and they feel lonely, they feel hidden. Yeah, that word hidden, no one sees me. I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm not in the places where I used to be. And there's growing discontentment. We just pray peace that God, you would begin now just to just to minister to their hearts, just to heal hearts, just to allow contentment to reign. Reign, Holy Spirit, just reign. It's a sign of blessing, just reign, Holy Spirit. Come. We can't do it without you, and we don't want to do it without you. Would you help people to have the peace? Help me to have the peace, Lord. But when you're doing root work, it takes time. Bless Lindell for confirming what you do in those seasons. Thank you, Lord. Just release that across the room, everything that's been spoken. I impart everything that I have been learning in the last few weeks. Just impart it away. Give it away. Give it away. You are a good father and we declare you are a good father even when we don't feel like it. Even in those moments the fire and the flood. You're good. You are good. So I would encourage you just in this season, in this moment, just to, just, just to, just to continue in that posture. If you want to pray by yourself, pray by yourself. But I would encourage you to just, just, just ask someone. You know, if that's someone beside you to pray with you, then ask them. If it's someone you feel comfortable with, go and ask them to pray for you. I would encourage you to begin to get two to three people around you in particular who are going to journey life in a way with you where these moments and these seasons you hold each other accountable and you release hope 